You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 199. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast. We've got some great information today. We are going to be talking about what to eat before a workout, during a workout, and after a workout, and why it's important to eat these types of things before, during, and after, and which ones you should be eating when. So all of that fantastic, important information. I do hope if you're listening to this live right now, we are actually in September. I hope you've been following me on social media. It's been kind of a crazy week. Um, A lot of people have their kids back in school. Most of them have them home at virtual school like me too. And a lot's been going on. I just want to touch base and I just quickly want to touch on something that happened and a lot of you already saw it on social media so I'll only discuss it quickly. But I did get an email last week that kind of was upsetting because the person told me that I looked like I had an eating disorder in my website or on my website photos. And the disappointing part to me was not that because I know I don't have an eating disorder and people have told me way worse about my body. People tell me all kinds of things. Just so you know, when when you're a trainer and you're out there on social media, you get all kinds of things that you might not want to hear. People tell me I have too much muscle, that I'm built like a boy, all this stuff. None of that can phase me. The eating disorder didn't phase me. What phased me is that people take the time to be so mean to other people. And it was a woman. And honestly, I just feel like we are in a time, everyone, where life is hard right now. COVID, the pandemic, it's making life very stressful for people. Uh, Unfortunately, politics is making life very stressful for people. So when I talked about this in social media and I did a video, a Facebook Live on it, my point that I really wanted to get across is that we need to support each other now more than ever. And women, we need to support other women more now than ever. We need to lift each other up as much as we possibly can. We don't need to put each other down. We all put ourselves down enough. We probably don't need a stranger to do that for you. So my only intention, and I'm really setting a strong intention for myself and hopefully others, let's add a little more kindness in our day. I think we need to be extra kind right now. Not just a little kind. I think we need to throw extra kind out there. So whether you are at the market and you have your mask on, people can't see your smile, but they hear you if you say, hello, how are you today? Something to spread a little extra kindness. Do that. And I honestly think it will affect your health in a very happy, healthy way. That's all I'm going to say on that topic. We're going to be talking about what to eat before, during, and after a workout. All of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from a Consumer Reports article in their newsletter, they're talking about calories to count on, Are the numbers on restaurant menus accurate? 
Do you ever wonder that? Here, I've done a podcast just recently about franchise restaurants, what you should or shouldn't eat, and I went to their websites and I looked up the nutrition that they said is how much you know calories are in this meal, how much fat is in the meal, and I always wonder, well, how accurate do you actually think those are? Well, according to this, in 2018, the Food and Drug Administration began requiring that restaurants with more than 20 locations post calorie counts on menus and menu boards and have information on other nutrients like sodium, saturated fat, all of that had to be available on their site. But there's little research on whether calorie counts are accurate or if restaurants are making the nutrition data available. To find out, Consumer Reports nutritionist Amy Keating and Ellen Kloss took on the task of analyzing meals from 13 chain restaurants for calories and sodium and compared results with the nutrition information on the restaurant's websites. They chose four dishes from each chain to test a total of 52 meals and samples were obtained from three locations. We chose, they said, we chose sodium because restaurant food is already loaded with it. Obviously, you guys know I now love these people. Restaurant foods are loaded with it, and we wanted to know if the problem was even worse than we thought. The findings. For 49 of the 52 dishes, the calorie counts posted were consistent with the results of our tests. Sodium was another matter, however. 27% of the dishes averaged between 150 and 1500 milligrams more sodium than expected. And it's tough to find the amount of sodium when you're at the restaurant. More than half of those we looked at didn't have information on, other than calories on their site. Restaurant operators should be sure to have nutrition information available on the site that is accurate. But if not, Check the restaurant's website before you go or order takeout. All of the chains that they looked at did post the info online and using it can sometimes help you make a healthier choice. But isn't that amazing that the sodium was off by that much and not in their favor? And there's already so much sodium in this food. Again, if you didn't check out my podcast episode, the, it was just the other week, um, Check it out because I would list what to order, what not, and I use sodium as a big basis for what to choose and what not. And now this study is basically saying the sodium is even more than that at so many restaurants. So you do have to be super cautious at restaurants. Of course you need to eat out and you need to be able to enjoy yourself. But if you're trying to lose weight or you're, you're trying to get healthy, you want to minimize eating out as much as possible because the reality is they usually have a lot more calories in their food, a lot more sodium, and often a lot of unhealthy fats. So just something to think about the next time you're eating out. Now, let's get back to it. We are talking about working out and what you should actually eat before, during, and after. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're someone who says you do not eat before a workout, we've got to fix that. <laughs> right off the bat, that's the first thing we're gonna say. You do need to eat before a workout. And that even goes for those people who work out at 5 a.m. Now, if you work out at five, 
and you don't have a lot of time to get up extra earlier than that, I'm not telling you to have a full breakfast, but you have to eat something. If you're one of those people who's saying, I work out on a fasted stomach, I wanna, I wanna work out fast, fasting because I know, or I've heard, we should say, that if I work out in a fasted state, I will actually burn more fat before my workout. If you're that person, let's talk right now. This is what Jillian Michaels has to say about that. A big fitness myth that has been floating around forever is that working out on an empty stomach will help you burn more fat. But this has been proven totally untrue. She says, find out the facts. The truth, you should always eat something before exercising so your body has enough fuel to power through your workout. The rationale behind the widely accepted myth is that foregoing food before exercise will force your body to burn more fat during your workout. This is what she says is a big fat lie because starving yourself before exercising can actually be more detrimental to your body. She says that your body needs a certain amount of sugar, glucose, carbohydrates for fuel when training. When that blood sugar is not there, your body will convert your own muscle tissue into energy. A study published in the Strength and Conditioning Journal looked at cyclists who ate before they trained versus those who fasted before they trained. The amount of fat burn was the same for both groups. But those who had trained without eating first had 10% of their calorie burn come from protein, which included their own muscle mass. You're trying to maintain muscle, right? You're not trying to eat at it. You don't want to use your muscle as your fuel source. Plus, your body needs energy to perform at high intensity. And nowadays, it's common knowledge that intensity training will have greater effects at an accelerated pace. How can you do that if you haven't properly fueled your body, right? Think about it this way. Would you drive a car without gas? Use your iPhone without charging it? No. And no, if you haven't eaten anything, your workout will not be as intense as if you'd fueled up beforehand. You won't have the strength, you won't have the speed, you won't have the stamina to burn those calories and speed up your results because you'll likely suffer from low blood sugar, which will make you dizzy, sluggish, you're gonna have a lot less energy. Now, you don't need to gorge yourself, she says. You definitely don't. A healthy snack will sometimes do the trick. She suggests you eat something 45 minutes to an hour before training, and that will definitely help. So if you're the person who thought that working out on a fasted stomach and a fasted state was gonna help you burn more fat, I hope that when I tell you this, you believe me and that you stop doing it because you'll probably honestly burn way more calories in the workout if you eat a little something before the workout. Now, what should you eat? You know, what should the focus be? What should you eat? Well, carbohydrates is the most important nutrient before a workout. Your muscles use the glucose from carbohydrates for your fuel, for your energy. 
Glycogen is the way the body processes and stores glucose, mainly in the liver and the muscles. And for short and high intensity exercise, your glycogen stores are your muscles' main source of energy. Now for longer exercises, the degree to which the carbohydrates are used, it's really gonna depend on several factors like intensity, type of training, and basically your overall diet. Your muscles glycogen stores are going to be limited as these stores become depleted, your output and intensity diminish. But those carbohydrates that you can eat right before a workout, that is your body's first line of energy. Instead of saying like your first line of defense, it's your first line of energy that it pulls from. So having the carbohydrates in your system is going to give you that quick energy that your body needs to grab. Now, what about protein? Many studies have documented the potential of pre-workout protein consumption to also improve athletic performance. Eating protein alone or with carbohydrates prior to exercise has been shown to increase muscle protein synthesis. Other benefits of eating protein before exercise includes a better anabolic response or what they call muscle growth, improved muscle recovery, increased strength and lean body mass, and increased muscle performance. So a little bit of protein with your carbohydrates before a workout, boom, that's your most ideal meal or snack. I I like to say meal, but depends what part of the day you're working out. That's going to be your most ideal. Now, fat. Let's talk a little bit about that. While glycogen is used for your short and high intensity bouts of exercise, fat is the source of fuel for the longer and moderate to low intensity exercise. Generally, you don't want to eat much fat right before a workout because it is much harder to digest fats. So you do want to stay away from the greasy sausages with your eggs that morning if you're just about to work out. You you want you could have a little bit of fat, but you really have to be careful because that is not where you want your stomach to be focusing during a workout on digestion, right? So definitely limit the amount of fat. It doesn't mean you can't have any, like I can sometimes have some peanut butter on whole grain toast and depending on what the workout is, that might be fine, but I certainly wouldn't have anything greasy. I certainly wouldn't have a lot of peanut butter because it is high in fat as well. Now, the timing of your meal. It's also very important, right? When you eat before that workout, it's important. Now, if you have two to three hours before your workout, you can likely have a full meal and not need to worry about it. That meal could include carbs, protein, and some fat because there is plenty of time for digestion if you're gonna be working out two to three hours later. Now, if your workout is about in 45 minutes to an hour, then you're probably gonna go a little higher on the carbs and a little lower on the protein and very low on the fat. Again, we don't want that fat to be interfering and creating this big digestion scene when you're trying to work out. So 45 minutes to an hour away your workout is, you're gonna go higher on the carbs, maybe a little bit of protein and barely any fat. What about the person who's like, you wake up and you drive right to your workout, so your workout's gonna be in 30 minutes. What are you gonna do? Well, it kinda depends what the workout is. Because if you have a run, 
Well, running right after you eat, that's pretty tough on digestion. I mean, just think about the motion of running up and down and up and down and up and down. And we all know that that does not feel good for a runner if you have a full stomach. So if you only have 30 minutes before that run, you're probably gonna be eating something pretty small. Um, That same example, whole grain toast with a little bit of peanut butter, maybe you're eating it on the car ride over, that is still better than nothing. There's a little bit, there's carbohydrates with the protein and the fat in the peanut butter, just a little bit. Um, You might even put a little bit of jelly on top and you'd be good to go. That will always be better than nothing. But if you're working out pretty quickly, you do have to remember that there needs to be some digestion time. Now for me, if I'm getting on a bike, if I'm doing a bike workout, I can eat a little bit more because your body isn't bouncing up and down. So you don't have as many digestive issues. Now, if it's a really hard bike workout and there's not a really like long warm up with it, you still might have to watch how much you eat because you never want to go into a workout with like a full bloated belly of food, right? But you want to have something. So I can usually eat a normal breakfast, which for me is oatmeal and eggs, before a bike workout, even if that workout is 30 minutes away. Um, So it obviously depends on the workout. A yoga workout, for example, you're not really gonna be jumping up and down or doing any real high intensity, depending on the type of yoga. Um, Again, you might be able to take in more of a full meal. Some examples, so now you're probably like, well, what what is a good pre-workout meal? Well, a really good one is what I pretty much eat every single day of the week, which is oatmeal. Oatmeal is a great carbohydrate to have. I have an oatmeal and an egg before all my workouts. And then the nice thing is I even have that on race day. So my stomach is super used to it and my digestion knows what's going on with that. Oatmeal with some fruit, that can be a good meal right before a workout too. Again, you have to space out the time. Is it two to three hours before or is it 30 minutes before? You might have to decrease the amount that you're taking in. Uh, Some people really like to have Greek yogurt with fruit, so then you're getting that protein with carbohydrates. Some people like to have a smoothie. That can be really high in sugar and really bloating. Like for me particularly, I don't like to have a big shake before I work out because then my stomach is incredibly full. Like liquid in the belly can kind of make you feel very full and that, that is hard to work out with. But That would be something that you would have to experiment with. If it works for you, that would be fine because generally a smoothie is higher in carbohydrates. Um, Some people like to do a whole grain cereal with some milk. You might have uh, oatmeal with some almonds or whole grain bread with a nut butter, like I said, whole grain toast and peanut butter or any kind of nut butter, and maybe you add a little bit of jelly to it, that would be up to you. If you're really short on time, and you know that you're working out within 15 to 30 minutes, I would definitely stick to the toast peanut butter, or some people like to just do a banana with a little bit of peanut butter. That can help get you through as well. It's gotta be a lot smaller, really watch the fat. The most important thing, you've gotta experiment with it. So you can't do what I do and assume it's gonna work on race day without practicing it, right? But even if you're not an athlete who races, you still wanna feel good before your workout. So if you're someone who's not eating before workouts right now, why don't you try some of these different things and see which one feels best for you? Now, what about during a workout? Do you need to eat anything during a workout? You really only need to fuel a workout if it is over one hour. 
This is usually for the athletes out there, the runners that are training for the half marathons, the marathons, or my triathletes, right? Most people who are working out over an hour do need to fuel with something, usually a gel, uh, maybe you've heard of goo, those little packets, some kind of energy bean, the sports beans, um, they have things called blocks, they're little sort of gel blocks. These are good for endurance athletes who are going to be out there over an hour, otherwise you really don't need anything at all. One hour, you if you ate something before, you shouldn't need anything during the workout. The reason the gels are helpful is they're concentrated forms of carbohydrates. They can really help the long distance cyclists, the long distance runners to help them get that quick fuel during their exercise so that they don't bonk. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. If you're a runner or a cyclist, you definitely have and you've probably felt it. But if you go out for a really long run and you don't have anything to resupply those carbohydrates after an hour or so, all of a sudden you get so lethargic, you get dizzy, you can't keep going. And you'll be like, but wait, I'm so well trained for this. Even if you're so well-trained, the reality is if you don't have enough calories or fuel in your body, your body will shut down for the sake of survival. So those endurance athletes start to take energy in, fuel in with these goo packs or these gels or these blocks because it helps keep the carbohydrates going in their body. It's like continuing to gas the car so that they can keep going. Um, They're super concentrated and so you always do want to take a goo or a gel or a block with water because that will help with any stomach upset. So that's Everything about during, most people don't need to fuel during a workout. If you're an athlete and you're like, I know I need to be fueling, but I don't know how much, I don't know where to start, definitely shoot me an email, kimeterinthatbody.com, because I do have a program. It's not really a program. It's almost like a product called Fuel That Body, where I help the athlete figure out How many ounces of fluid should you be taking in an hour on that long bike ride? How many carbs should you be taking in an hour? How many calories should you be taking in an hour? How much sodium should you be taking in an hour? Those are things that an endurance athlete needs to know right off the bat, like snap of the fingers. This is how many carbs I take in. This is how many ounces. If you don't know those things, don't feel bad, but we want to get that information to you because it's really important because at the end of the day in endurance racing whether it's biking or running or um, Ironmans triathlons at the end of the day nutrition is going to be your weakest link you could be as trained as can be but not hit the finish line because you did not stay on top of your nutrition so reach out to me um, if you're interested in fuel that body to get your personalized numbers so you know what you need to do Okay, so we talked about what to eat before, what to eat during, what about what are you supposed to eat after the workout? Because eating after a workout is super important. It's almost as important, if not more, than what you eat before. Actually, I'm going to say it's as important. I'm not going to say it's more. I'm not going to say it's less. I think they're both equally as important. To understand how the right foods can help you after exercise, it is important to understand how your body is affected by the physical activity that you do. When you're working out, your muscles use up 
that glycogen that we talked about. It uses glycogen stores for fuel. This results in your muscles being partially depleted now of all of that glycogen, right? Some of the protein in your muscles also gets broken down and they even say damaged. There's basically muscle tears after you work out. So after the workout, your body tries to rebuild the glycogen stores and repair and regrow the muscle tissue. Eating the right nutrients and the right nutrition after that exercise is what's gonna help your body get that recovery done faster. It is particularly important to eat carbohydrates and protein after your workout because doing this is gonna help the body decrease muscle protein breakdown, increase muscle protein synthesis, which is growth, It's going to restore the glycogen stores and enhance your recovery. Now, protein is what I pretty much always shout at people, like protein, protein, protein. After the workout, you need protein to help repair and build that muscle, right? Exercise triggers the breakdown of the muscle. The rate at which this happens will definitely depend on the type of exercise and your level of training, but even well-trained athletes will experience muscle protein breakdown. That's, That's somewhat normal. Consuming an adequate amount of protein after that workout gives your body the amino acids that it needs to repair and rebuild the broken down proteins. And it also gives you the building blocks required to build new muscle tissue. Studies have shown that ingesting 20 grams of protein seems to maximize the body's ability to recover after exercise. So you will consistently hear me tell my clients in my videos, in my programs, in private nutrition, I want you to have 20 grams of protein within 30 to 45 minutes of your workout. We wanna get that protein synthesis back in action, I wanna help the muscles recover as best as possible. So protein is the biggest one after a workout, but carbs also are going to help with recovery. Your body's glycogen stores are used as fuel during exercise, during activity, and consuming carbohydrates after the workout is simply going to replenish what you've now burned off. The rate at which your glycogen stores are used depends again on activity. So for example, endurance sports cause your body to use more glycogen than say resistance strength training. For this reason, if you participate in endurance sports like running and swimming and biking, you might need to consume even more carbohydrates than say a bodybuilder. Consuming both carbohydrates and protein after exercise both together, that is really going to maximize the protein and glycogen synthesis, which is what we need. We need to replenish that protein and glycogen in the body. Now, a lot of people say try consuming the the two, the carbohydrates and the protein in a ratio of three to one, carbs to protein. So an example is 20 grams of protein to 60 grams of carbohydrates. I personally, I do not sit down and figure out the exact ratio because almost always when someone gets in their 20 grams of protein, 
it's not just protein. Like almost always when I've seen any protein recovery meals, they already have the carbohydrates with it. So for example, the Eagle Protein Shake um, that I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, it has carbohydrates in it. It has a banana in it. It has yogurt that has carbohydrates in it. It has peanut butter even has some carbohydrates in it. I'm not so much worried about the exact ratio. I'm more worried about were there 20 grams of protein in there because that's probably the biggest focus. Now, that being said, if you are a serious endurance athlete, you might really wanna look at the, the ratio three to one and make sure you are replenishing with enough carbohydrates, but it isn't something that I focus on as much as the 20 grams of protein. So eating plenty of carbs to rebuild the glycogen stores, um, that's definitely going to help people who are exercising often. If you're exercising twice in a day, then you really have to stay on top of these recovery meals after each workout because you need to be ready for the next workout that day. And again, those are that's more for my athletes. Now, what about fat? It's not that fat is bad, but you know, I'm telling you don't really eat very much fat before a workout just because it makes digestion tough. We don't want the stomach to be doing anything extra while you're working out. There's nothing worse than working out with an unhappy tummy, right? Or stomach, stomach ache, all that. We don't want that. Many people think that eating fat after a workout will slow down your digestion and inhibit the absorption of nutrients. And while fat might slow down the absorption of your post-workout meal, it's not gonna reduce the benefits. So for example, a study showed that whole milk was very effective at promoting muscle growth after a workout, more so than skim milk. Moreover, another study showed that even when ingesting a high fat meal, 45% energy from fat, they said after working out, muscle glycogen synthesis was not affected. So it might be a good idea to limit the amount of fat you eat after exercise for other reasons, like, you know, you don't want the calories to be too high. You, of course, don't want to get a stomach ache, something with too high fat, and it can cause stomach aches. But having some fat in your post-workout meal is not going to affect your recovery by any means. Um, although the timing does not need to be exact as well, many experts do recommend that you do eat that post-workout meal within 45 minutes. I try to push for 30 but 30 to 45 minutes, that's your window. Your body needs to get in the protein carbs in that window. Now, so what are some good foods to eat after you work out? Well, in terms of carbohydrates, some people love to have a sweet potato after. Sweet potatoes are one of the best carbohydrate sources. So sweet potatoes are great, quinoa is great, fruit in general is a great carbohydrate to take in after a workout. Some people like rice cakes or rice, oatmeal, potatoes, pasta, even dark leafy green vegetables have some carbohydrates, not a lot, but some, so that can uh, that can work. In terms of protein that you wanna get in, you can, you can have an egg omelet, you can have Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, salmon and chicken, obviously, super high in protein. Some people wanna grab the protein bar, I get it. If you're in a hurry, you might have to grab something fast. I'm not a big protein bar person. I personally don't eat them very often at all. But if you do grab the protein bar, guess what? Can you make sure it's actually a protein bar? Make sure it has more than 15 grams of protein. If it has like three or four grams of protein, it's not a protein bar. 
It's a glorified candy bar. Honestly, they're all glorified candy bars. But if you're grabbing a protein bar after a workout for the sake of protein, let's make sure it has 15 to 20 grams of protein. The Cliff Builder Bars have 20 grams of protein. Um, another favorite of mine are the Perfect Bars. Uh, those vary in protein depending on flavor. Fats, if you needed to get some fat in, avocados a great fat, nuts are a great fat, the nut butters are a great one too. So that's everything in terms of what to eat, but what about what to drink? Is hydration important? Of course hydration is important. You wanna make sure you have plenty of water. Water, water, water. Let's not focus on too much other things than water. Uh, before exercise, they say you should have at least two to three cups. Now, should you have two to three cups of water two minutes before you start your run? Probably not, right? So you kind of want to be sipping on that water on the way to the run or sipping on that water in the morning. You don't want that full belly of liquid, all right? During exercise, they say about half to one cup every 15 to 20 minutes. So you want to keep that hydration going. And man, if you're working out in Texas right now in the summertime, you probably need even more. You've got to stay hydrated. After exercise, they say about two to three cups for every pound you lose during exercise. And yes, yeah, some people weigh themselves before and after the workout. What it shows you is not how much fat you lost. You didn't lose fat in that workout. You lost water weight. And you might lose two pounds or more in a really hot, sweaty workout. Well, you now have to replenish that water or your system will just get completely dehydrated. And recovery is very, very difficult when the body is that dehydrated. Now, I did a whole podcast episode on hydrating the athlete. And even if you think you're not an athlete, you still want to follow the hydration protocols for exercise, and that was episode number 143. So you can go back and check any of my past podcast episodes. You can go to earnthatbody.com. There is a tab on top that says podcasts. Scroll all the way down, and all of my podcasts are listed with a link. So it is very important to stay on top of your hydration. Now, practice. Practice is what is so important. Whether it's the pre-meal, the during, the post, you want to practice and try different things to see what works for you. Because my, my pre-workout meal, my oatmeal with an egg, uh, that might not work for you, right? But the benefit of, I like the benefit, I eat it all the time, and like I said, the benefit of that is when I come to race day, my stomach knows exactly what's going on. If you're trying new things all the time, don't do that before a race or before a long workout or an important workout because you don't want an upset stomach. So start to practice and get a sense of, oh, my stomach loved whole grain toast with peanut butter before that run. Or, oh, it did not, <laughs> right? You've gotta actually practice and try different things and see what works for you. I really encourage you to test some different pre-post workouts, and if you're the endurance athlete, test your during fuel as well to make sure that it works for you. Now, after the workout, I always have an Eagle protein shake. I am just not a fan of supplements. I don't do protein powders. I only do real food. So if you wanna try the Eagle Shake, I have a free protein shake recipe book with the real food recipes. Just go to earnthatbody.com forward slash protein shake and you can have a bunch of different options and recipes there. But again, test your own post-workout meals as well. See what feels good for your body. That's really definitely 
important, okay? Now, if you feel like you're just not recovering well from your workouts, ask yourself, did you eat enough before the workout? Did you need to fuel the workout? Like, did you end up going an hour and a half and then you realize, oh, I guess I should have brought a goo or a gel? Did you eat enough after the workout? Were there enough carbs before? Did you have a high carbohydrate type of meal before the workout? Did you get enough protein after? Did you get the 20 grams? Take your nutrition seriously. I think it's so amazing that everybody's willing to get the workout in. Everybody's willing to see their trainer and their coach and to get the perfect training program for their workouts. But then they push nutrition aside and it's the nutrition that's going to really make their performance the best it can be. So take the nutrition just as seriously as the workout. Like I work with several different triathlon coaches who have their clients work with me for the nutrition part and I help them get their nutrition dialed in, their fueling dialed in, and they take care of the workout part. And that works fantastic. That's how you get a better, stronger athlete. But if you don't take the nutrition seriously and you feel like your performance is just never getting better and you always feel exhausted and you're always hitting a wall and you're always bonking and you're just not seeing progress, even if you're not an athlete who races, if you're doing workouts and you're always just feeling sluggish and exhausted, it very well could be that you just don't have the before, during, and after nutrition worked out for the actual workout time. So take it seriously. Give it a try, try different things, see what works for you. I'd love to know if you have a favorite pre-workout meal, post-workout meal, definitely find this podcast post on social media or always message me or email me. But if you follow Earn That Body on Instagram and Facebook, I always post the podcast of the week. I'd love to hear what your favorites are because also that might inspire someone and give somebody else some other ideas for pre, during, and post-workout meals. All right, well, that's everything for today. If you do want that information for Fuel That Body, if you're an athlete, shoot me an email to kim at earnthatbody.com. If you need any help in general with nutrition, with weight loss, or you need those online workouts, I have so many fantastic online workout programs right now. Don't need to go to the gym. Don't do that. It's still COVID. COVID is still out there. It is not worth the risk. I can give you fantastic workouts right from home and they will leave you sore. They will leave you tired. But of course, you will have fantastic pre and post nutrition during the workout. So uh, you'll recover just fine. Thanks everyone for listening today. This is the Earn That Body podcast. Always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.